0: Welcome to the e commerce growth show brought to you by
1: Segmentify.
0: Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to the e commerce growth show. We've got another episode now in series four for you, so welcome. And uh, today, I've got a fantastic guy all the way from Canton, Georgia, and uh, his name is Chris Thomas. Now, Chris, he's the founder of an agency called Yonder, Yonder Agency. And uh, it's a kind of digital marketing agency from ad to conversion in the sense of that sort of journey. But uh, Chris, he's, a, he's an interesting guy. He started life in the church. So he's a fellow brother and uh, he worked for 10 years as a creative director in a mega church of 15,000 strong. And uh, it's interesting, the strap line there was from car door to church seat, So some really cool stuff going on there. And uh, And then obviously transitioned into business, corporate world, 20 years there. 10 years in some really large brands like Nike. And then on the agency side, similar brands, uh, including uh, Walmart and Apple as well. And uh, Yonder is actually just over one year old today. So happy birthday to Yonder. And hi, Chris, how are you doing?
1: Doing great, man. Thanks for having me on.
0: Not at all, not at all. So that's a really interesting backstory there. I mean, why don't you tell our watchers a little bit about how that transition took place from being in uh, the Brethren, being, uh, being in the church to moving over to the corporate world. Huh?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it was kind of funny. I was in uh, the corporate world before church. And so in the US, we had a big uh, crash in 2008. And uh, so in 2008, uh, I was like, you know, I'm just going to go full time to the the church world. I had a friend of mine that uh, was like, look, you know, we we need a creative director. And I was like, I don't even know churches needed that. And uh, so basically, uh, yeah, just kind of it was by accident, which I don't think everything's by accident, but uh yeah, it's kind of funny because i uh I grew up uh in a preacher's house, uh, my grandparents raised me for half of my life, and so um yeah, it was kind of like, well, I know the church I know how it works, and all that kind of stuff so but uh worked in the church world for about ten years and but always worked two or three jobs while I was in church, and so i would work for one agency or I do freelance for other folks and uh, basically introduced to a lot of like really cool people from like Google and Apple and uh, really learned user experience from them, like how the customer journey and all that kind of stuff. So my job in the church world was, you know, a lot of people are very intimidated by church. They think, Oh, well, as soon as I step in the door, I'm going to burn up and all that kind of stuff or uh, you know, I'm not, I can't, I don't belong here kind of thing. And so, you know, my, my job was, uh, and really I say it's my job. It was just kind of like, you know, how do we make church more relevant for folks to be comfortable? Right. So you drive up and, you know, you can imagine if a family has three kids or two kids and where do I take my kids and where do I go and all that kind of stuff. And, so really thought through that process, both digitally and physically, right, with signage. And uh, so I had about, gosh, 75 volunteers on a given Sunday that I'm basically kind of saying, hey, you guys go here, there, all that kind of stuff. And so if you were new, we were kind of, uh, cause we had some volunteers like, well, how do we know who's new and, you know, you know, being in a 15,000 person church, people were like, you know, hey, welcome and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, I've been here for like 10 years, right? And uh, so what we figured out was uh, if people drove on the campus, they would would see a sign that says, hey, first time here, put on your flashers, right? And it was a little on your car. And so we would know, okay, put them in a certain parking lot. And then if they got out of their car, we would actually give them like a little orange folder with like a sermon or music CD, just a little bit about our church. But what people thought were, we were just giving, you know, pamphlets out, but really what we're doing is triggering our volunteers. If you have that orange thing, treat them like Kings and Queens. Right. And just really make them feel like they belong. And so people were just like, Oh, you, you know, it's my first time. This feels amazing. And, Mm -hmm. and so really I transferred that whole entire process to really the buying process on an e-commerce site and how do we think how do we get people through this journey where it's not abrasive it's not annoying or you know something really easy to use and you know I had the privilege of working with you know Nike on their e-commerce side uh, yeah. back in the day when uh, they they were like hey how do we get people to use their credit card reward points? and buy more tennis shoes right and or how do we do this and how do we do that and so yeah uh kind of left church world about 10 years ago and uh so yeah i've been doing this kind of stuff for for 20 years it's been it's been rather fun
0: absolutely it's it's so great It's a kind of a really interesting frontline experience if you like about how to sort of handle and make the customer feel really special from a church setting and then and then as you mentioned you know you've you've got that practical experience and then you want to, you're passionate about recreating that within, within the e-commerce space now. Um, So that's, that's great. I mean, so, so talking about the overarching theme today for, for today's, uh, for the, for the listeners today and the watchers, the guys watching today, um, we're going to kind of split into two bits and have a bit of a chat about a couple of areas that you're very passionate about. Obviously one is very directly linked to um, the e-commerce world in terms of helping how, how you see, um, how you help people grow their businesses uh, and create, you know, better conversion and, and how to maximise that. And then the other side of it, obviously linked to Yonder Agency and your passion for entrepreneurialism and how to help uh, people out there, young and old, um, to uh, make a success of that side of things and maybe take the leap if they haven't, or how they scale up if they if they if they've done it before. Um, so that's that's a fantastic. Um, sort of topic to go into so why don't we start with maybe bringing your flavor to the table in terms of you know your background and yonder uh, in terms of your angle on how you help businesses grow and convert more
1: yeah so the reason why i started yonder um i've been on the under the radar for full-time freelance for the last four years and my wife and i last year uh we have two young kids and she's like look you know our kids are young enough why don't you just take a really good go at this and um because i kept complaining of like i wish i could create an agency and i was always terrified of like creating an agency that was more people than myself because uh yeah. you know i could control the process and all that kind of stuff and there was a lot of big trust in it and uh in the corporate world you know I was helping the corporate world make millions of dollars from helping them with conversions or like mm-hmm. helping them with marketing and all that kind of stuff and my background is uh you know building apps and selling those apps and then on the other side of like once the app is open how do we get people to be more engaged right mm-hmm. and i kind of thought about it i was like how do i help entrepreneurs or how do i help small to medium businesses use the same tools that the big guys use for their business, right, and it's on a different scale.
0: That's a wonderful, um, you know, uh, title for the company, and uh, the backstory to that is is so nice. And the fact that you know your company's named after that as well, um, and you know, like one of the things I've heard over and over again about people that take the plunge and start their own businesses is that they, it's often out of a really, really strong backstory. And I'm sure that's one of the things you would say, you know, in terms of being an entrepreneur, is that make sure you've got a, such a driving force of passion behind whatever it is that you're doing, um, yeah. that, it, that it gets you out of bed every day. And you're not going to like lose interest in some ways because it's something that's going to be kind of all or nothing. Right. In, in many ways. Right. Um, so kind of breaking down, flipping over to the, pre, the, the, the sort of the, the initial subject around helping those businesses to grow and convert. What are the key areas in your experience that you adopt in the agency that, that genuinely helps these brands to do that?
1: Yeah, so we basically, we tell a lot of our customers to grow their email list or basically create content that people want to view, right? And so people go, well, how do I grow my email list? Or how do I get people to engage on Facebook more? Mm-hmm. How do I do this, this, and this? And so we go into the approach of like, look, become the authority in your field, right? Yeah. So if you're, a, if you're a baker or if you're a life insurance guy or whatever, like people go, well, there's no way that I can educate. Well, there actually is. So if you're a baker, right? Uh, you know, you can give people tips on how to bake the best bread or bake the best cake. And it's mm-hmm. like three three ways to bake your own birthday cake, right? And mm-hmm. you sell that with a PDF or a video series or something like that. Because here, we've never had such an easy way to show how we can build mm-hmm. our our business, right? So you and I are in front of a camera right now. And so like people go, well, I'm not a good writer. Well, you may be a good speaker, right? You may be somebody that you can put on Mm -hmm. camera and you just tell people, Hey, this is how you bake a cake or this is how you save money on life insurance or whatever. Mm -hmm. And turn around and say, Hey, look, if you want to learn more, sign up for my email list and we'll give you more tips and tricks, or you sign up for this and we'll send you uh, this video series. And really on Facebook and uh, any social media platform Mm. become the authority, right? So Mm. if you're, you know, a craftsman, you know, that builds stuff with wood, show them your process on Facebook and really become that authority. And Mm. so when it comes time to sell stuff, uh, so let's say that you're selling a course or let's say that you're selling a product. Mm. Well, you get to that and you go, hey, look, I'm selling this course. I've given you value over the last six months. Yeah. here's this course for a hundred bucks or, hey, here's this product, here's life insurance or here's, you know, name your service or product and people go, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to trust, you know, so-and-so for this because they've been educating me this whole time. Yeah. And so with Yonder, we, we want to educate our customers, but we also want our customers to educate their own, right? Yeah. Uh, we have a company right now that we're helping guide through this process of like, okay, how do you sell HVAC stuff and, or how do you get more customers? And, mm-hmm. uh, and it's basically become, well, this is, you educate why it's important to have quality air, especially during this time, right? Yeah. Uh, with the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. And so mm-hmm. once that's done, you know, people, people go, well, you haven't talked about your website yet. I was like, well, there's a reason for that. You gotta become the authority first before people even really go to your website. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause a lot of times people, there's so much noise and so many things. Mm-hmm. And the, really the next step is we do focus on your website of like, give a headline or give a title mm-hmm. that, or a call to action that makes mm-hmm. sense. So if you sell life insurance, mm-hmm. you know, don't just say, hey, your life is about to get better. That doesn't tell me anything. It's, you know, in the time of need, you're going to need this insurance, you know, whatever, you know, find that tagline that's going to resonate with people of like, oh, they're a life insurance company, or if they're, you know, a barbecue restaurant owner, like, hey, welcome to such or such barbecue, where we have the best barbecue in the South or UK or whatever. And yeah, yeah. it's really educating people within the first five to seven seconds of what is it you do? And how are you going to help the person right it's yeah. stating the problem and then coming up with the solution all on the same page
0: yeah no, for sure and um, so there's a few things that, that I, i'm thinking about but one of the key things i'm thinking of is that i totally agree by the way um if you want to differentiate at all you've got to become the leader you've got to become the authority and therefore it takes a lot of time and effort actually to craft uh, that position you know, you can't just wake up and go hey bang you know i'm now the leader in whatever that field is you know in any of the brands that right. are watching us and, and following the show whatever um, a lot of work a lot of research a lot of writing a lot of you know anything even like this stuff right so where how far does it go in terms of yonder services do you guide or do you actually help them to create that stuff or is it you know what i mean where's the balance in, in, in that sense
1: yeah. So some folks, uh, they don't have the the budget to to hire us to do it. And so we actually turn around and say, Hey, look, this is, if we were you, this is how we would do it. Right. And that's, yeah. you know, we do that every single day because people go, Oh, you know, we can't afford yonder or whatever. Well, yeah, that's fine. But here's, here's how you can grow to, to afford yonder. Right. And yeah. uh, so really what we specialize in is like, If a client comes in and says, this is my problem, I need you guys to solve it, we'll go and create the content, we'll go implement everything, and put it in the sales process. And really, they just kind of watch the leads come in. Um, Yeah, yeah. so basically, it's uh, the full life cycle from ad to conversion. Um, Yeah,
0: yeah. So how does the... um, on the ad side, then, I mean, obviously, I, I, I don't know too much about the actual engineering of it. I mean, do you do filming and stuff then? And, and, or do you work closely with the brand to understand what that content is and then transform it into the mediums that they want or you want or you suggest? How does it kind of work?
1: Yeah, so basically, we uh, we do the graphics. We also do the film, the video marketing. So yeah. we're kind of a different agency where people go, oh. well, you must specialize in this one thing. But actually, we're a full-service agencies. So if you don't have a website or if uh, you don't have video marketing or if you don't have photography, we do it all, right? So we'll either come to you or we'll, you know, we have pretty much resources around the world, which is great uh, to be able to say, hey, go to this client and we'll help you with all this content and actually coach you through video marketing or like how do we write ads and all that good stuff. And realistically, you know, we have a client that, uh, you know, very simple product. They just replace windows and houses. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Hey, we're in a small town. We can't figure out how to get traction. Yeah. And just, just by changing small little things, yeah. they're getting three to five leads a week and wow. they're growing their business. Right. That's and amazing. so, yeah, so we engineer it to where yeah. it's educational and then we provide solutions.
0: That's just so good. I love it, and it's just testimony, really, isn't it, to the fact that this isn't. We're just we're not just talking about this. This actually works. You know, this mm-hmm. this thought leadership position. We're in yeah. such a privileged time now, like you say, with all these incredible channels around us to go to market with. That all it really takes is it is is a lot of effort um, yeah. and really sort of. Climbing that tree of being authentic and really getting to the bottom of what your expertise is and then showcasing it to the world you know yep. interesting you mentioned earlier on, which one of the other questions I was thinking of actually was um, obviously we're we're addressing the e-commerce world here particularly in the uk but also globally, and there's a healthy mix obviously between brands that are you know very fortunate to be say for example in a very strong niche or uh, with a very strong brand or a particular area mm-hmm. like fashion or something where they carve their own niche. Do you have any advice? Um, for businesses that uh, are more commoditized, that are battling in a much, much more competitive world where, for example, you, know, you don't have that luxury of really having much, I wouldn't say thought leadership, but an easier way to get that kind of um, sort of top of the tree type, type um, position, if you like. So mm. a, a brand that's doing a lot more commoditized in the commoditized world where it's really down to margin and it's cutthroat and mm. what, what do you say to those kind of guys?
1: Yeah, so we, uh, we deal with that a lot. And so basically, we, we're really big on like competitor analysis. Like obviously your competitor isn't going to be doing everything that we can do. Or if they are, well, let's figure out the holes that they're missing, right? Yeah. Uh, I've yet to find a, a large company or a small company doing everything that they're supposed to be doing when it comes to ad marketing or retargeting ads or any of that kind of stuff. And so we had a client that came to us and said, uh, well, we have competition. They're killing us. They're crushing us or whatever. And come to find out like they weren't, their competition wasn't offering anything educational. Um, They were just like, we're the brand. That's it. This is who you go with. And so the angle that we took was, hey, do you know how much you're paying for X? And it was very directed towards their competitor. And they're like, we're more transparent than they are. And here's how we show it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the client was like, I don't know if that's going to work. Like, we're going to give away the answer. Like, they're going to like yeah, I want that PDF or it was a PDF at the time. And those are the most simplest ones that you do. And I'm like, yeah, I think, I think it's going to work because it's so disruptive, right? You want to be disruptive in the market. You know, if it's a different video ad, if it's a different logo, if it's a different image or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the odd thing within two weeks, they were able to get around 20,000 people kind of into their funnel And they're just like, whoa, like this is, this is crazy because Mm -hmm. they were able to retarget those 20 folks that came into their funnel and they were starting to like take away at their competitor and go, well, you know, we're grabbing about a hundred to 200 clients per month and just literally converting Mm -hmm. them. And so it's just, it's just probably one small thing of, Hey, I'm a little guy. There's no way to do this, but there actually is. I mean, you can yeah. literally just start to tick away, like just scrape away like small little pieces of their market, they'll start mm-hmm. to notice. And
0: yeah. yeah. And really,
1: you don't want every client, right? Because Not- some clients are really bad or you know, every customer or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the ones that resonate with you, they're going to be lifelong customers. Mm-hmm. I hope that made sense.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that's an interesting story in that particular world that you described. Um, but I think that for me, the takeaway, you know, is if you're in a commoditized kind of world, then go deep, go deep on the yeah. competition, really go deep, yeah. and really analyze. And I'm sure these guys are. I mean, you know, these oh, yeah. companies are full of so many experts. It's unbelievable. You know, I've been on this show, you know, so many times. It's, it's been great. Um, but I do, I do personally resonate with that. Not from my own achievements, actually, but certainly test me to more at. You know, our, our, our boss man, uh, the co founder yeah. of you know, Segmentify. And I must admit, uh, in terms of that differentiation or going as far as saying disruption piece, um, yeah. just showing how powerful that is by doing your due diligence in the market. And he has done an absolutely phenomenal job of understanding, you know, where are the pain points, not with the competition, you know, it's not about front end and uh, anyone under a bus. It's about yep. understanding how you can improve to the client. Yep. How can you get a yep. better service to the customer by analyzing what it is that the competitors are doing and how, whether there's any pinch points or pain points in there and how can you improve over and above that? And that's where we came across um, the need for more transparency, for example, pricing. So rather than having a price that is uh, fixed into a long-term contract you know, and upfront yep. and yep. involving lots of other costs, completely wipe the floor of all that. And not only say that you don't need to have a fixed contract, you're in a monthly rolling contract, which will keep us on our toes, you know. Not just that, but also, by the way, we're gonna go the extra mile right now, guys, and we are not gonna take a penny from you, expect anything from you, unless we have done a free proof of concept or split test with your current provider, and then only when we've proven that we're better in terms of real-term conversion and revenue contribution within a 14-day period, will we then talk to you about the commercials? Because we then have earned our right to do that. Now that is, I mean, we're very privileged to be in that position, but to go to the extra mile to that degree where you're almost enlisting overheads in a team with actually, you know, no guarantee of any return income, but you're so confident in your offering, your technology and your team that you can afford to go and do that. And obviously it's it's kind of working, you know. Mm. Um, So yeah, I, I can't shout loud enough about going deep in terms of, that differentiation and, and disruption piece for sure. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. So, I mean, let's flow over briefly uh, to the kind of entrepreneurial side because I know you're a passionate entrepreneur yourself, and you made this leap with Yonder. And um, you know, you, you, you know, I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you were able to take the leap with the agency. You know, because you mentioned yeah. at the beginning, you know, suddenly you're not you're not just you anymore. You've got other right. people. right so how did you make that leap tell the guys about
1: that yeah so you know it's kind of weird so a year ago uh the image of my background would be completely different it would be my basement it would just be you know in a dark dingy basement with one window and that kind of stuff and you know really what what was for me and a lot of people think uh it's kind of kind of hogwash a little bit of like a mindset. Right. And, uh, really it was kind of the craziest thing of like, you know what, I know how to build this thing and I know how to grow it. And a lot of people know how to do things and <clears throat> know how to grow stuff, but they kind of get in the way of themselves. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Sorry. And, uh, they get in the way of themselves. They're like, nobody's going to listen to me nobody's going to do it. And uh, I just kind of like took all the tools that I've learned and took everything that I like literally knew that I could do and go, you know what? I'm just going to go for it and grow something that that I want to grow and hopefully bring in people that are like-minded, that want to help businesses. And really the jump for me was I need to pretend, (laughs) right? We need to have that almost pretending of like, I'm gonna pretend to be a bigger agency than I am, right? Yeah. I need to put a process in place. I need to like figure out the way that I send proposals out, or how do I, you know, uh, send emails out to clients? How do I make it feel like I'm worth what I'm really worth, right? And so when I started doing that, I started getting another client and another client and another and. You know, obviously I started an agency probably in the worst year of the history of earth with uh, everything that's happening, uh, in 2020, but to be honest, instead of scaling back and just kind of going, Oh, I give up and I'm just going to take the money I made and just go do something else. I went kind of the different route. I, I, uh, hired on a couple of folks and said, look, this is what I'm trying to do. It's risky and give me 90 days. And, uh, it's been great. So we went to one, uh, which is just me to now staff of four. And we're looking to bring on a couple more folks. And, uh, really it just comes down to, you know, what you're going to do and you know what you have to do to get it done. Yeah. Um, I tell a lot of people, you know, and you know, these people, well, I'll do it when, or I'll do it when, and all of a sudden that phrase becomes, I'm afraid of, right. And, uh, you just gotta stop being afraid. And there is risk. Obviously, there's risk. <laughs> we know this in 2020. Nine nine to five jobs that were so stable and comfortable for the last 20 years, mm. they're not anymore. That went away. And right now, you know, people can start their own business or they have a business or like cool, I don't know what to do or whatever. Bet on yourself. Cause that's really who you're betting on. You're not yeah. betting on anybody else, you're not betting on your boss or whatever. And if you feel like you need to grow a business then bet on yourself and because the worst thing possible you can go back to doing what you were doing before yeah, right
0: absolutely. yeah 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 how do you um there's a number of things there some really cool stuff i mean the first thing that comes to my mind on your last bit there is how do you if you are like you mentioned there's one thing that you become afraid of or that thing becomes a thing you're afraid of how yeah. do you in your opinion be how are you able to bet on yourself
1: Hmm. yeah so i invested a lot of money on on learning right it's uh a lot of people go well i want to if uh you want to start building tables like wood tables that uh and but you don't know how to work a hammer or a drill or a saw then you can't build tables it's just not magically going to happen right yeah. A lot of people think right now that Yonder is an overnight success. Well, that's not the tr- case at all. You know, uh, Jim, my partner, business partner, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we've spent a lot of hours learning this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the 20 years of investment that I've learned from designing an ad to After Effects, to, uh, which is a motion design tool, to yeah. Keynote, to all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm it all leads up to now, right? People are seeing Yonder's highlight reel, right? They yeah. go, oh, you must be an overnight success. And really it's not, right? It's the athlete that is honing their craft every single yeah. day by hitting yeah. 100 or so golf balls every 20 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're just honing in our craft. And everybody knows the, the, the hill that they need to get over of like, I need to learn this one thing Go learn it. Invest in yourself because regardless if you don't start an agency or start a business or be multi-million dollar or whatever, you are going to be valuable to someone, right? Somebody's going to go, Oh man, I need to know that. And people may hire you as a freelancer, they may hire you on or whatever, but you have to learn the tools first before you can literally go down the road and and really say, I'm going to start it. Uh mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm a lifelong learner. Um, yeah, people ask me all the time. They're like, "Why? Why do you keep, you know, learning the same thing over and over again?" I'm like, "Well, because somebody may be doing it a different way that I never thought of, and I might need to implement it." And, you know, obviously now I have my own way of doing things, and it works, and all that good stuff. But if somebody comes along, that there's always going to be somebody better than you and more successful than you. Learn from those people. Yeah. Like, it's, it's okay to learn from those people and not be jealous, right? Definitely. Or not Definitely. Be, be envious.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And actually, that's an interesting, interesting comment there, really about the concept of humility, um, authenticity and integrity and so on. And it's something, you know, as, as, as fellow brothers, you know, um, something we take pretty seriously. I mean, I was going to ask you, um, how, how do you feel or do you feel your faith has helped you throughout your uh, career, if you like, um, and also the transition <clears throat> of building yonder?
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, people, I don't really talk about uh, my faith a lot uh, because the the reason why I want people to go, there's something different about him because of his actions and the way he treats people. Yeah. And uh, I get a lot of questions all the time about it or like, you know, Oh, do you go to church or whatever? And uh, you know, it gives me opportunity. And so I think a lot of times uh you know my faith has really grown this agency i 'm very grateful for what I have, like yeah it could be taken away very quickly and um you know, and it could go in an instant and so i uh, i 'm slowly reminded i I need to treat people the way that that folks have treated me in the past, where yeah. you know <clears throat> humble, but they give leadership, they give advice or they give their give their knowledge away for free, and I think honestly, just you know, you reap what you sow, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're a bad business person or whatever, you know, you may make that millions of dollars or whatever. That's fine, but one of these days, it's going to come back. And uh, yeah. time and time again, uh, I, I see it happen. But uh, really, I just kind of take the approach of, you know. I'm going to be me because this, you know, what you're talking to right now is the same guy. uh, My wife gets at home and my kids. And, um, you know, I think that's the the biggest thing.
0: Yeah, no, completely, completely. I mean, I I do a lot of thinking about this, you know, in terms of the team that I'm in and the the life that I lead and, and how I want to impact people. And and like you mentioned, um, about treating other people as they treat you and, you know, doing business with integrity and so on. And, um, I don't know, I think the bottom line of it for me, you know, you mentioned a little bit earlier on about, um, you know, kind of betting on yourself and, you know, not being afraid, but, you know, I think every human really wants to experience, um, a really deep sense of freedom
1: Mm.
0: in themselves, you know, a deep sense of, um, purpose that's linked to that, you know, linked to freedom. Um, and ultimately that that is their identity you know there's a self-belief there which takes you to the place where you feel that you're worth to, you're worth building that business you're you're able you're more than capable you're more than able to do that thing and the fear frankly you know is not there it's driven out because yeah. Um, yeah. that identity that strength is there to knock back those lies in the day that you aren't capable you know and I appreciate you know um, everybody has different backgrounds and different upbringings, and you know, um, I was brought up in a, in a Christian household and, and came to know the Lord or whatever. Um, but um, I think, you know, in terms of freedom and identity and the ability to kind of be able to make these kind of decisions, is, is at the end of the day, it's the, it's the holy grail, if you like, for want of a better mm-hmm. word. And my, 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 my words are done about you, but just to anybody out there who, who's listening or watching that, that feels that there's that gap in terms of. You know, getting up in the morning and, and understanding there's a purpose, that there's a there's an identity that's strong and driving your every day and your decision making. I just encourage anybody out there that that that's really kind of thirsty for that, if you like, you know, to so to really to really just you know search search for it, you know. And I believe it will come, you know. And those decisions can be made, and you'll look back in 20 years as an individual and you'll think, wow, isn't that amazing that I actually was able to get to that point where I started that agency or started that brand or started that thing that I always wanted to do. But I didn't let that thing hold me back because I searched for that freedom and that purpose. So, yeah.
1: I love that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, kind of so my uh, my dad actually passed away about six, eight weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, it's so like we had a weird relationship or whatever. and He was my stepdad and, uh, the the last thing that he said and it's like the craziest thing uh he was at my house and he said uh you know i'm really proud of you and i'm like it was kind of one of those shocks i'm like for what like why are you proud of it because it's something that he just didn't say and uh he's like you know not many people can take something from nothing and and do do it right and you did you you've created this thing and Uh, this agency and you're successful and he's like i'm just really proud of you and the words that he said uh next just keep ringing because it was kind of the last thing he said he's like just keep going and when he said that i was like huh you know and a lot of people in i tell folks this you know it's kind of been uh a year of, and I think a lot of people just need to hear it because it's been a year of weirdness. 2020 has been the strangest year ever, yeah. but I think we just need to keep going because there. and the one phrase that just keeps ringing in my ears too is, you know, the greatest potential, uh, your greatest potential is on the other side of I quit. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that need to either quit their job and go be the entrepreneur that they've always wanted to be, mm-hmm. or if you quit now all the hard work that you've done into your business and you know that you have something that's successful right Mm -hmm. unless it's like detrimental to like your family or whatever like a lot of people go man this is just hard like yeah running a business is hard you know and uh but if you quit now like you won't be able to see the fruits of your labor right and um you know obviously if you need to quit your job but you're just not there and Financially, it's not going to make sense. You, I'm talking to the people that know in their gut, okay, I'm too comfortable. I do want to do this. It's really no other perfect time in the history of the world to do something new right now, because, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things where um, the, the biggest thing and the, the only way I could wrap this thing up is just mm-hmm. keep going. I mean, you don't know what's gonna happen next. We have no idea what's on the other side, but uh, I think people, people just need to hear that.
0: I totally agree. And it's a golden nugget, if you like. I mean, that, you, couldn't, you couldn't wrap it up better. I mean, the idea of just persevering and keeping on going is, yeah, it's so, so important. Um, so thanks, Chris, so much for the chat. Uh, it's been brilliant. Um, just uh, as a final note, what's the best way that the guys can uh, get in touch if they'd like to talk to you about any of the stuff that we've talked about today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So they can go to yonderagency.com, um, or you can find me on social media, uh, Yonder Agency. Uh, we're all over the place, uh, except for Twitter. Uh, I think that's our our least uh, favorite. Uh, but uh, yeah, sorry, for Twitter. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, we are. Uh, we're not on YouTube yet, but we are coming coming soon. But uh, yeah, every other social media platform, Yonder Agency, is where you can find us.
0: Fantastic, okay. So uh, thank you ever, ever so much, everyone, for uh, listening and watching. I hope it's been interesting to meet Chris and uh, the great stuff we are talking about today. Um, you know, as always, I just mentioned at the end, uh, if you haven't done so already, do sign up for all these podcasts and vlogs as they come out. They're all at uh, segmentify.com forward slash EGS now. Um, and uh, yeah, if you've got any questions, or you want to be on the show, or any things you want us to research, just ping me a line anytime at uh, phil at segmentify.com and uh, we'll, we'll have a chat. But uh, yeah, we're on all the usual channels, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, all the rest of it. So just follow us and write reviews or whatever you, you, you'd love to do. And uh, we look forward to um, speaking to you again very shortly. And thank you, Chris, once more.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on, Phil, that was great.
0: Not at all, and God bless you, everyone.